Listen, all you New Yorkers. This is the 77 WABC minicast. Welcome back, folks. Bringing our friend, Congresswoman Claudia Tenney from upstate New York, Ways and Means Oversight Committee. Uh, welcome back, Claudia. Thanks for helping us. Claudia, I was uh, on the horn with Brett Baer talking about this incredible Hamas invasion of Israel. Um, which is, he described it as Israel's 9-11. This is a very serious thing. Uh, you may have thoughts on this, but also it may overshadow the speaker's race, and I just wondered about that angle. Yeah, I think that's interesting, but nothing is more important uh, than what's happening right now in Israel. With obviously, the tremendous work done by your old boss, uh, President Trump and the administration, Secretary Pompeo, in creating one of the best situations we've seen in the Middle East in my lifetime, for sure, uh, whether obviously, uh, you know, cutting off the money to the Palestinians, uh, killing off Qasem uh, Soleimani, al-Baghdadi, uh, getting out of the terrible Iran nuclear deal, creating the Abraham Accords historically, creating a, a situation where the rest of the Middle East can actually acquire peace. And it's not coincidental, in my opinion, Larry, uh, that this is happening on the 50-year anniversary of the last worst situation we saw in Israel uh, with this type of unprovoked attack on civilians, literally war crimes, uh, the, you know, the 50-year anniversary of the Yom Kippur War. And on top of uh, just weeks ago, the Biden administration gave Iran $6 billion, more pallets of cash, which we know they were going to turn around and use uh, to sponsor terrorism. And here we are with Hamas attacking innocent civilians, an unprovoked war, uh, and Netanyahu has every reason to stand up. And this, I'm going to, I'm going to link this back to the speaker's race and everything that went on in Washington last week. And I'll, I'll tell you why. These are real situations. And when you see the Biden administration, the U.S. Office for Palestinians asking both sides as though there is some kind of equal uh, treatment here of the Palestinians, uh, and the, and the Gaza and what's happened in Gaza. Uh, telling both sides not to uh, to engage in violence and, and, and telling Israel, in essence, our greatest ally, the only democracy in the Middle East, uh, to not retaliate, to not protect its own citizens. And I immediately came out with a tweet against that. Uh, right. It was egregious. And guess what? They took it down. But this is telling this is a, a great reveal of how this administration views this situation, how their support for Israel is tepid, how they have no plan. They project weakness. And, and this is why I come back right to this speaker's race, why it was so important uh, that this, and why in some ways very tragic what happened to us last week. Mm. We are the last line of defense as the Republican majority right now in the House. We have a weak president. He's compromised uh, in every way, whether it's his cognitive ability, his career politician, his complete vapidity. He has no ideas about how to do anything. And when he does have ideas, they're always wrong. He's corrupt. He's involved in schemes that thankfully were uncovered because of the very, very slim majority that we, the Republicans, have in the House. Chuck Schumer is doing absolutely nothing in the Senate. He's not standing up on any of these issues, inflation, migration, the disastrous foreign policy that we're seeing. And so we have this very, very fragile four-seat majority in the House that needs to stand together because the Democrats stand together and they're allowing all these things to happen. And an administration that's destroying our nation, destroying our international relations, a Senate that's doing nothing about it. 
We had a moment, and whether you like Kevin McCarthy or not, I think we talked about this on your show. He pulled a rabbit out of a hat on Saturday Mm -hmm. to keep our government open so that we could live to fight another day. Had that had we shut down the government like so many of these conservatives who I consider in many cases, I know they're well-intentioned, reckless. You cannot throw grenades and run away. You have to stay in this fight. And we were facing, and I call it a Chapter 7. That yeah. means it's a surrender. You give up your business, gone, walk away, you know, give them the keys, uh, the judge and, the, and your predators fight over the scraps. That's what we were facing. Kevin McCarthy brought us back to a Chapter 11 where we now have a chance to reorganize. That's why this race is so important. And that's why the failure of these people who voted against Kevin McCarthy, it's not about Kevin McCarthy because I think they'll do this to anyone who becomes speaker. We need to stand strong, not just as Republicans in the House for our own nation and our own interests, but also internationally. We are all there is. This is it. And and if, if these people don't understand the gravity of the position they're in when you make decisions on the floor of the House that are so critical in such dangerous times in our country, this is when leaders have to emerge and we have to be responsible. It's not just about I have a personal grievance against Kevin McCarthy because I didn't get this committee or he promised me this and he promised me that and he lied to me. The decision comes down to the moment. You know, when Winston Churchill was making decisions in World War II, it wasn't about it, that, personal grievances have to be put aside for what's in the national interest. And we did. We I think that in many cases, these people thought about themselves personally. They were monetizing uh, mm-hmm. their votes on the floor. I, I'm still getting fundraising emails from people who took this as some kind of monet, you know, a, a chance to make money. And it's a game. This is not a game. This is really serious stuff, Larry. And it it just really concerns me that regardless of whether how you feel about Kevin McCarthy, we need to stick together. Well, I love the guy. I mean, I supported him. I thought the whole thing was a tragedy. By the way, your other point, you know, the House Republicans are the last bastion of defense for Israel. For Israel. Israel has very few friends in the Biden administration. I mean, that $6 billion deal with the prisoner exchange was a terrible, terrible deal. They're still negotiating some kind of phony deal with Iran, which finances Hamas. And by the by, if anyone doubts the seriousness, I was just listening to Brett Baer, who was covering this. He took time out to come on the radio, but he's covering it for Fox News this morning. Claudia, he's saying Hamas is going house to house in Israel, killing Israelis. House to house, killing it. You talk about war crimes. There you have it. And there we have a president that put out a statement through his uh, national security advisor, has not even come on to talk about what we are seeing unfolding all this morning. I have friends who are living in Israel. Mm. Uh, One of my uh, former staffers, he is business school now. He's going to go out and uh, and do great things in the world. But his sister and his brother live there. Mm. Uh, I have other friends of mine who have called me from Israel. I mean, this is a real serious situation. And this all could have been avoided, just like the uh, war in Iran could have been, uh, in in, uh, Ukraine could have been avoided. Strong policy, strong economy, uh, peace through strength, which is what President Trump uh, really mimicked and, and did even a better job in many respects to what President Reagan did. That Abraham Accords was genius. Mm-hmm. What he did to isolate the Palestinians, to show the rest of the Middle East that you can, too, be part of that. You know, right now, Larry, I'm supposed to be uh, in Israel uh, working on a, 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 a situation to get Saudi Arabia, an 80-year ally. Mm-hmm. Not perfect. We know that. 
but an 80-year ally wants to be part of this Abraham Accords, mm. a critical ally to the United States. You know what's happening right now? We have the Strait of Hormuz. This is about energy again. Right there on the in the in the Persian Gulf or the Persian Sea, we, we come around the Persian Gulf and into uh, that key area. Uh, I think what is it? Twenty-five percent of the world's liquefied natural gas and, and even more oil go through that very critical area to the rest of the world to provide energy to bolster economies. And that's going to be a, a, something to watch as, as what we see happening right now. This is a, a, a completely derelict administration with a guy who I, in, in my opinion, again, is incompetent on so many levels, not has always been incompetent and now is, you know, mentally showing that he doesn't have the ability to be able to do this job. And that's what really concerns me is we are in a dangerous place. I wouldn't be surprised if China starts looking at its options with Taiwan now, and we're continuing to, to not do things to defend Israel. Look, we should be defending Iron Dome right now. We should be um, replenishing our supplies and arms that were depleted for Ukraine that were in Jerusalem. Uh, we should be condemning these war crimes that have now been committed we have to start getting serious, and we need serious people serving in our government that aren't going to put our entire conference with that very slim majority into chaos like we did last week. We have a very important speaker vote. It's time to move on. Uh, you know, unfortunately, I thought it was terrible what they did to Kevin McCarthy. Whether you like him or not, everybody has a grievance against the speaker. All leaders have hard jobs. And look what the Republicans have done to their leadership over the last, you know, 10, 15 years. You know, Nancy Pelosi has a place of worship in the Capitol because the Democrats stick together, and I consider her to be terrible. All right. Claudia, I got to jump. Well put. Great. Well put. As always, thank you, Claudia Tenney, everybody. Folks, we're going to take a break. On the other side, we will do some stock market work. I'm Kudlow. That was great from Claudia Tenney. We appreciate it very much.